Hello, First Marathon Podcast listeners. This is Gregory Rutchick coming to you. It's, I think it's Sunday, September 26th, about 12.47 p.m. We're at mile 3.93, right almost at the middle of a nine-mile run. We're on Santa Monica Boulevard, which is part of the Los Angeles Marathon and the least old course. Approximately maybe mile I think it's mile fifteen or sixteen. Um and I just thought I'd update you. First uh I have a least gonna run the LA half. I'm gonna start the LA marathon and finish at about mile fifteen by the Pals Civic Design Center. Uh, so that's what I'm working on. And I'm thinking of Ventura Marathon with my high school buddy. And we'll begin a more earnest training cycle. I didn't really do a training cycle for this marathon. My average mileage per week has only been around, I'm going to say, just hitting around 19 miles per week. Um, the week, two weeks before this week, my average for the year weekly was only high 16 miles per week. So I would say that my average is probably between 16 and 19, which isn't really enough at this point, six weeks to go. Um, happy to tell you a little bit more about that, but I'll jump into that now. One has uh, traditionally looks to finish running 20 or so miles, uh, no later than your last long run, no later than two weeks before race day, marathon day. That would be obviously four weekends from now. And then to get to that 20, step back. No more than, say, 10% increase a week, which is obviously 18 a week before that, um, 16 or 14 a week before that, and another, say, 12 a week before that. So I'm shy. You know, I mean, this weekend should be, I think, around a 10 or a 12 instead of a 9. Not off by much, but... Um, point is, I'm off. So, here I am. Well, not here yet, but I'm at 4.23. Um, how do I feel? Well, feel good, very good. I've got, um, a little something in my ankle, left ankle. Not something I've known before, but I'd say it's a tight, uh, Achilles connector. It's um, wrapped up a little bit with some KY tape right now. And as of, I would say, mile two, pretty much has kept itself quiet. Um, could be arthritis, kind of, who knows what it is. Um, my heart rate now is uh, 106. I'm at a stop sign. 
but my heart rate has been quite low. Last night it dipped to 42. Not sure why. Could have been time between meals. Could have been something else. I don't know. Um, let's see. My outlook is, is good, but, uh, you know, life, life has its challenges, which keeps rearing its head. Um, won't get into that, but, um, I think we all have life. And, uh, trying to just, um, not let that be a reason not to do something. So, here I am doing something. Um, the weather in Los Angeles is cool right now, which is nice. And, uh, it makes for much easier conditions. Um, so let's talk, let's talk it all. Let's go back to the beginning. So, if you were running your first marathon, what are some things that you want to know about? And I think we, we do have to keep things simple as possible. First thing you want to know about is a schedule. You do want to have a schedule for training. And in that schedule, obviously, is going to be running. It should also have a rest day. Resting is an important part of running. And so is the potential recovery from an injury. Can't schedule the latter part. Uh, you could have strength training. You'll find, if you listen to the real experts, um, they all have different opinions. You have to figure out what works best for you and where you're starting from. For me, running up a hill now, sorry. I found, while I was not, I didn't have balance in my left, with left dominant, left dominant glutes. And as a result, I was getting injured. So strength training was essential. Um, in terms of uh, cross training, could also have that, could. I started to bike on a stationary bike when I got injured, uh, basically because I could. It was movement, cardiovascular, as well as really great um, quad work, quad and I guess hamstring work. Um, the next part on the schedule, so you have to plan out a schedule. You can look up schedules, you can work with a coach, but um, the next part I think is important is nutrition. Um, but I'm just going to go back one step. Rest. Rest days. I resisted this a lot. Didn't understand it. Didn't understand its function. It's okay. You can resist it. Just uh, put a piece of post-it note on that in your mind. You'll come back to it and see that the body, muscles, nerves, connective tissue, bones, all need time to absorb the training. Just like sleep plays an important role to, well, physiologically, they say it detoxifies 
the body and the brain. Um, so whether you believe me or not, you'll find that injury will happen. Uh, rest plays an important role in recovery, which is post-workout, and injury prevention. The next thing that has a huge role in injury, both prevention and recovery, generally, is nutrition. So, nutrition is also very personal. They don't think I know enough to tell you your situation. Um, I'll share with you mine. So at the time I started running in earnest in the summer of 2018 for my first marathon, um, I didn't have any particular rules in terms of nutrition. One thing I did learn though was that body needs energy every hour of running in about a 300 calorie amount because it's burning roughly that. Two ways to get the energy, fat from the body, or glycogen, sugar. Fat is much harder to metabolize, to burn, much harder to get to the fat. Body goes first for the glycogen. So, also, it's hard to give your body fat, um, not just eating fatty meat, for example, or lots of butter. So, a lot of people give the body glycogen as part of their training regimen in the amounts of about 250 to 300 calories an hour. So the body has a storage, quickly accessible, plenish glycogen stores. Steepest part of the hill, sorry. Whew. Take a break here. Okay, I'm back. Um, so that's during workout. If it's less than an hour, then the question is, do you need to restore your glycogen? And for me, generally the answer was no. I would run with water and stay hydrated. Because that's another must. I think schedule, rest day, nutrition, hydration. So the next part is hydration. And we're talking about during the workout. We're kind of in part one, which is your schedule for training. What are you doing while you're doing what's ever on your schedule in terms of nutrition? And if it's less than an hour, I personally suck to water. I'm going to be quickly breaking that rule now because I have water only and I'll be running for like an hour and a half. So post or longer than an hour workouts, I added glycogen. Tried all kinds. I found something called tailwind. Been listening to me before. You know that tailwind is the invention of a 100 mile runner from Leadville. The Leadville 100 race wanted something that didn't make him sick, kept him fueled. That being said, I don't really know what else uh, about glycogen except there are other brands, except to say that you say to yourself, shit, 
we're going to take in 300 calories of glycogen in the form of, say, tailwind, where some people have other, other tailwind-like products? The answer is yes. What are the downsides? Fuck if I know. Um, I looked. Uh, didn't really find anything that really bothered me personally um, after looking at my own, say, glucose levels, A1C level, which was 5.2 at the time. It's like the lowest I've had. Um, so, recapping, schedule, rest day, nutrition, hydration. Now, we'll get back to nutrition in a second. Hydration. Hydration, again, for an hour run, I take with me, I think, a 20-ounce large bottle. And I would recommend experimenting. Certainly wouldn't want to be on the short side of hydration. And look at your urine before and after you exercise. For me, rule of thumb is goal is champagne color. Not perfectly clear, slight tint of yellow, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of yellow. Is there a fizz to it? Not really, no. Um, you don't want to start exercising with dark yellow urine because that suggests you're dehydrated, which, if you've been following me, well, I had a stroke in August of 2017, which probably wasn't helped by being dehydrated, as you also probably know. By listening, I was extremely lucky. Anyway, 20 ounces of water is kind of a goal on an hour workout. And I say workout because, sure, you may do running. So I did running, say, four days a week, maybe five days a week with a Sunday long run, and then strength training two or three days a week probably two days a week so one day rest meaning no no strength no running no cross training rest means rest and relaxation cheating on your diet let's go back to nutrition first hope i'm not jumping around too much point is is i still just kind of organize everything around these four pieces schedule nutrition rest and hydration um nutrition i don't really have much here to say i'm not saying this in seriousness but i run to eat I love pizza I love bagels, I love oatmeal, and I would say that carbs are a runner's friend. Carbs uh, ultimately become glycogen. I imagine uh, oatmeal, rather, when I say that, I'm sure there's some fat resulting too, that longer energy storage. But glycogen being that quick energy isn't going to go from your breakfast oatmeal right to your energy storage 
so fast, but carbs are your friend. Next question is, what else? I eat lots of fish, a lot of salmon. I've been a big fan of salmon, mostly because I like the way it tastes. I digest it well. I eat a lot of turkey. I like the way it tastes, I digest it well. What do I mean by that? I feel good when I eat it. Um, I eat yogurt. Not every day, but I was eating it more. Again, it's got sugar in it, even though it's whole milk stone field, I think, dairy. Um, it's got sugar in it, too. Sugar. It's got fat, obviously. Um, I had usually bee pollen. So, nutrition. Um, I was watching calories because if you do work out on a schedule to a marathon, kind of calendar, a 16, 14 week calendar, you're going to need to replenish those 300 an hour calories uh, plus your normal burn. You're going to burn more than a sedentary person. So that turns out to be a good chunk of calories depending upon your height and starting weight. So I think eating you enjoy eating, it's pleasurable, you shouldn't force yourself to eat. Um, I definitely ate um, some smoothies, because I wanted to, uh, with protein in them, plant-based, sort of making my own. I add almond butter, big fan of almond butter. It has lots of fat in it, good fat, I think. Um, and I've tried diets like keto and all that stuff. And, just really don't work for me. I don't feel well doing them. I'm at 5.8 on the way home. Um, so that's about it. I think it's important to stick to the stuff you can control. And um, there is one more thing you can control, and that is self-talk and self-belief. And these are practices that I call maybe visualization, when we talked about them before. Um, certainly you picked a goal, let's just say it's a race. You wouldn't have picked it if you didn't believe there was a chance to finish it. Um, and I say finish because you may have a different goal in mind. You may have win, for example. And winning is different things, different people. Could mean first place, could mean finish. So I would uh, add to your list of the four, Again, nutrition, rest, sorry, schedule, nutrition, rest, hydration. I screwed up the order several times. I'd, I'd had self-talk and visualization practices. Um, I've talked about them before. I'll throw it in now. Visualization, best way for me to describe it, seeing in your mind where you're headed. More importantly, having completed the journal. You're at the end. You are currently finished with your goal. You are standing on the horizon. And you're also looking at yourself standing on the horizon. How do you feel at the end of your goal? Well, I want it to feel good. I want it to feel comfortable. Obviously proud. So feeling comfortable meant that I was well prepared. Can't substitute anything but preparation for that one. Feeling good. Um, obviously preparation and also believing that I felt good, having beliefs that are positive, 
and uh, proud of my accomplishment and my grip to get there. So visualization uh, is a practice which doesn't just include seeing yourself having finished, but also working backwards. So working backwards means here I am running right now at 6.03 miles. And what does that mean? Feeling good? Feeling myself comfortable? Feeling myself proud? Embodying those words. What those words mean is relaxing my shoulders, relaxing my belly. As you practice goes your race. As your practice goes your finish. Feel. Feel those things. You're finishing. You're doing it. Body. The words you need to feel at the end of your journey. You can get into this more. That's the problem. Good luck on your training. Have a great Sunday. I'll speak to you soon.